Welcome to Trendline. I'm Michael Siddle. And I'm Nick Nanos. In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. And I uh, dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. Wearing brown face is an act of open mockery and racism. And seeing this image today, the kids that see this image, the people that see this image, are going to think about all the times in their life that they were made fun of, that they were hurt, that they were hit, that they were insulted. So exactly how many times have you darkened your skin with makeup in an act that you have yourself described as racist? Uh, I uh, shared the uh, moments that I recollected, uh, but I recognize that uh, it is something absolutely unacceptable to do. Uh, and yeah, I, I appreciate calling it makeup, but it was blackface. So Liberal leader Justin Trudeau apologizing after photos and video emerged of him in brownface and blackface in three separate incidents from 2001 and earlier. Nick, are we seeing any first glimpse of an impact on this? Well, we have to remember we do a three-night rolling average. So we've got two nights, mm -hmm. Wednesday and Thursday, with that story as part of the mix. Uh, what we're seeing, at least, is the trend line being relatively the same. Conservatives at 37.4 nationally, Liberals at 34.2, NDP 12.8, Green 9.3, People's Party 2.4. So if you're asking whether we've seen a drop in Liberal support, the response would be no. And we still need one more night of mm. data to have a full three-day rolling average with that story. What about regional numbers? Yeah, what's interesting, there's some really interesting regional races. You know, the Atlantic Canada, the Liberals hold all the seats, right? It's like a lock. It's a big red, I don't want to say blob because that would not be nice, but it's mm. a big red block of seats right. that the Liberals won in uh, 2015. Um, fast forward now, and what we have is a pretty competitive race. The Liberals and the Conservatives, basically within the margin of error, for the last uh, three or four, uh, three or four nights. So uh, watch out for Atlantic Canada. There'll probably be places like Southern New Brunswick where the Conservatives will have a pickup, and I think the, there'll be a lot of Liberal incumbents, like in Nova Scotia, hmm. that will be probably safe, but a little nervous, mm -hmm. uh, just because the Conservatives are picking up support. And Quebec is actually quite interesting. The uh, we have the Conservatives. You know, the Liberals still have about a ten-point advantage, but the Conservatives in the mid twenties. That's wow. a higher level than we've seen in a very long time. And, uh, and the bloc's still a player at around 19%. What do you think's driving that uh, conservative support in Quebec now? Well, I think uh, basically when we look at the, at the trend line, you know, I said the Liberals, I think, at around 36% right mm -hmm. now in the CTV tracking. Uh, on September 13th, they're at 45%. So they've, they've dropped about nine percentage points. And the parties that have picked up the most are the uh, conservatives in the Bloc Québécois. So I think this would just be get that you know day one of the campaign, the prime minister had those questions about Bill Twenty One, religious symbols, mm -hmm. and I think there are some Quebecers that just were a little nervous with Justin Trudeau's answers, and they're looking at alternatives to the Liberals right now. It'll it, interesting to see whether they stick with the conservatives in the Bloc or whether they move someplace else or even back to the Liberals. And what about uh, the 905 region in Ontario? That's a pretty key battleground. Are we seeing any shift uh, so far? Yeah, well, not just the 905, but Ontario right, basically right now is in uh, in play. The 
the liberals and the conservatives are within the margin of error. Uh, the bad news for the NDP is that they're more than 25 points behind both the liberals and the conservatives. So, uh, and when we look at a lot of this movement, it's, it's in the 905 belt. It's been in favor of the conservatives. Toronto, what do we say? Old Toronto, if there is such a thing. City of Toronto, 416, still generally a lock for the liberals. But watch that 905 belt, hmm. key battleground and uh, a key priority for for both parties. Like both parties want to win the 905. It's hard to win an election without the 905. And right now it looks like that region uh, is definitely one to watch. Now, Nick, I'm guessing that not a lot has changed in the prairies over the past few days. Well, yeah. When we we thirty five point advantage like mm-hmm. for the uh, conservatives, mm-hmm. so I don't think we're going to see a lot of uh, you know the the only question in the prairies is how big the win will be uh, for the uh, for the conservatives. But right now it's it's the prairies are basically a lock for the conservatives. That's that's their their base of support for their attempt or kind of campaign to uh, try to form a government. So it's it's always very difficult, as we've said, to predict what's going to happen in B.C., and Justin Trudeau has been spending a lot of time there recently uh, campaigning. Uh, have we seen any any shift there? Yeah. Can, uh, can you hear the sound of my forehead thumping on my desk as I look <laughs> at the B.C. trend line? You know, B.C. is always among the most interesting provinces to look at mm-hmm. because, you know, what we have, for all intents and purposes, is a four-way race um the you know there's only six percentage points between the liberals the conservatives and new democrats and the greens um all of those parties are competitive it's going to be interesting to see how the vote splits and this is where bc is 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 very difficult to predict in terms of vote splits because there are a number of sub-regional races in the lower mainland uh that you know the greens go up they help the conservatives and then in other areas the greens go up and they pick up seats and uh, it's just it's very difficult. But, you know, if you're in British Columbia, you've got four choices on the political menu and uh, you're probably looking forward to uh, forcing Canadians to stay up late to see what happens in uh, our westernmost Pacific province in terms of which seats are picked up by which party. And uh, we're expecting the release of his former uh, Justin Trudeau's former Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould's book. So the SNC-Lavalin scandal will probably reemerge in this campaign. Uh, are you expecting that to have any major impact in BC? Well, uh, you know, first of all, some of our uh, number crunching suggests that uh, Wilson-Raybould uh, definitely has a chance to hold on to her riding as an independent hmm. because of the uh, vote split and her personal following. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to have uh, an, an impact you know, she's a high-profile candidate to be a member of parliament in uh, Vancouver. She'll have a spillover effect on, I would say, other liberal campaigns because of uh, her profile and her comments as they relate to Justin Trudeau. And the other thing, she'll probably have a greater impact also on the on the national campaign, not in terms of the numbers and changing how people will vote, but <clears throat> it's it's another distraction for Justin Trudeau. The campaign started off with him responding to SNC-Lavalin and the Globe and Mail story. Now he's responding to the pictures, the brown face pictures that have surfaced from from 19 years ago. And then there'll be focus on Wilson-Raybould's book. So Mm -hmm. it's 
it, it's kind of like every day. I'm sure I'm sure Justin Trudeau every day wakes up and has like a narrative and a script and key messages of things that he would like to say. And then, bam, something happens and uh, he's got to respond to something else and he's not getting his message out. And and you said in the past, Nick, on, on this show that when candidates become the story, uh, they tend to lose the election. Is that is that true in this case, do you think? Or what, what do you see happening here? Well, I, I think it's pretty clear that, that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals are not doing as well as they'd hoped. Um, you know, they're three points back of the uh, Conservatives. You know, factoring the margin of error, that's not a big lead for the Conservatives. But the Conservatives, you know, to put this into context, you know, on August the 2nd, the Conservatives were at 30.7%. Now they're up basically seven percentage points. Mm. Under Stephen Harper at the end of the election, the Conservatives came in at 32%. So they're five points up from Stephen Harper last time. Wow. Um, and, and if you're Andrew Scheer, you're probably just thinking, okay, this uh, all this stuff, I just need to feed feed the beast, feed mm-hmm. SNC-Lavalin, feed Brownface, feed mm-hmm. Wilson-Raybould, let them suck up oxygen to, mm-hmm. to take away from the liberal message and to keep people focused on Justin Trudeau and the liberals. What I'm curious about, though, is is if you're a liberal supporter and you're and you're upset with Justin Trudeau right now, uh, where do you take your vote, depending on uh, what region you live in? I mean, I, will will this necessarily benefit Andrew Scheer? Uh, I'm curious if we'll see a boost uh, with the NDP because I thought NDP leader Jagmeet Singh was very strong recently in reacting to these photos. Yeah. Actually, what's interesting, I get this question a lot because when you look at the trend line, you see the conservatives and the the conservatives going up, the liberals fairly stable trend line, mm-hmm. conservatives going up, and then you see the NDP growing down, and people go, "Hey, Nick, what's up with this? Are you trying to tell me that New Democrats are now voting for the conservatives and Green Party voters are voting for the conservatives? Like, come on, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense." Actually, what's happening is a bit of a shift. So think of what will be called blue Tory, blue liberals, mm-hmm. shifting, kind of looking at Justin Trudeau and going, man, I was happy last time to vote for uh, Justin Trudeau, but I'm really not too keen on what I'm seeing right now. So mm-hmm. blue liberals shifting to the conservatives and then progressive new Democrats and Green Party voters who might not be happy with the liberals, but definitely do not want Andrew Scheer to win the election, shifting into the liberal column because they see Justin Trudeau and Trump was like, oh, man, this Andrew Scheer guy can actually win this election. Looks like I'm going to be holding my nose and voting liberal. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a political two step. So, you know, you look at the trend line and you have to think it's the you know, there's actually shifts across the spectrum as some people are reacting in a negative way to Justin Trudeau and shifting from the liberals to the conservatives and then other progressive voters worried about Andrew Scheer winning the election and I would say right now holding their nose and parking with the liberals in or in an attempt to try to block Andrew Scheer. So if there's any sort of uh, protest vote here against both the liberals and conservatives, let's say someone's tired of both of them, is, is the Green Party benefiting at all? Uh, we, we've seen over the past few days, the Green Party kind of falling down. Yeah, well, they haven't benefited yet. They were benefiting in the pre-election period, for sure, because they were a bit of a parking space for disaffected Canadians. But, Mm -hmm. you know, right now, I think we have the Green Party at about uh, 8% nationally. That's still better than the last election where they had 3.4%. So it's 
you know, double where they were last time. Um, I think the the upcoming debate is going to be critical for the Green Party to basically say, send a message to the Liberals and the Conservatives, vote Green. Uh, we need more Green people. You know, Elizabeth May should should be saying they need more Green uh, members of Parliament to kind of keep the the main parties to account. So right now they haven't been the parking space, but they have been ahead of the election. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks with the Greens. Nick, what's your key takeaway for this week? Watch out for the, I'll call it the political two-step, hmm. where disaffected liberals that are more conservative-minded, blue liberals, shift to the conservatives, and progressive voters among the New Democrats and the Greens worry about Andrew Scheer winning and shift over to the liberals. Nick, thanks very much, as always. That was fun. And uh, Nick, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter, at Nick, N-I-K, Nanos. And I'm at, at Michael Siddle. This podcast was produced by Trevor Coral, Jesse Taharali, and Phil Hahn. Our executive producer is Liz Travers. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thank you.